being right when you are a leader in a company, being right is just the beginning. Not only you have to be right in your decision and your recommendation, <clears throat> but you have to convince people that work for you that you're right. Hi, I'm Frank Bournois, Professor of Management and the Dean of the SCP Business School. Together in the uh, Choice Makers, we will be meeting leaders who embody and incarnate unique leadership styles with a shared conviction that the business world must nourish society. Hello, everybody. For this episode of uh, Frankly Speaking, I have the pleasure of speaking, and we have the pleasure of speaking with an outstanding business leader who has over 30 years of experience in the uh, biotechnology and pharmaceutical industries, and whom we also have the honor of counting amongst our ESCP alums. Hello, uh, Jean-Jacques, a very warm uh, welcome to you. Um, we, we're all very glad, I think, uh, Jean-Jacques, and uh, to speak with the current chairman and uh, CEO of Biomarine Pharmaceutical Inc., uh, for our uh, community, ESCP community and, and others, would you tell us about your story and how you got where you are today? So uh, my, my journey started in, uh, in France when I was born in, uh, in the north of France, in the Pas-de-Calais. Uh, I have no memories of it because I was a year old when I left. I'll explain that. Um, my, uh, my, my grandfather was an engineer at Rompoulac. Uh, my father, you know, graduated from uh, Ecole Polytechnique, and uh, he was a mining engineer. So my mother was a nurse, um, and so you can see how the, my roots in uh, in science, uh, medicine, and engineering. Uh, so I had a pretty unusual childhood um, uh, because my my family was was managing mining companies. So uh, after being born a year or so, I uh, my family moved to um, uh, to Sardinia in uh, in, in Italy, uh, and then to Iran. Uh, for, for my father was managing a lead mine there, uh, and then phosphate mines in Tunisia and Senegal. So I actually lived outside of France until the age of uh, basically 13, coming back to France in the summer, but I didn't really live in France. Um, and actually in Iran, I was initially schooled by my, my parents. My father and mother taught me how to read and write uh, because there were no schools uh, where we lived. Um, and actually, interestingly, in terms of flexibility and adaptability, um, Remember one year I started the academic year in Tunisia. I did my first quarter in Tunisia, then Paris, and then Senegal. I finished the same academic year. So, uh, so uh, we uh, so so had a, again a great childhood in terms of you know seeing the world, seeing different places and different cultures, which I think had an impact on me. You already had uh, Jean-Jacques the. Uh... Uh, uh, international um, uh, dimension far before you became a, 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 a student, and that is uh, I I incredible. Yeah, so again, I've got to thank my, you know, my parents um, uh, for moving uh, frequently to foreign countries, uh, again, fostering a sense of flexibility, you know, resiliency, respect for other cultures, diversity, and also adventure, of course. And also, you know, hard to tell today, but I, because I tell it to my kids, um, uh, you know, I grew up with 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 no TV, no radio, of course, uh, no personal computer, no internet, <clears throat> no cell phone, uh, 
And actually, when we were in business school uh, in, in Paris, at the, we had to, some of our uh, homework had to be returned in, in right handwriting and some of it had to be turned typed. Uh, but today, this looks like, uh, you know, ancient history. But it's kind of interesting uh, compared to where we live today. Um, so I would say, you know, one constant throughout my career has been uh, my love uh, for the life sciences uh, uh, because of how we can we can help so many people on such a large scale. Uh, tell us maybe, because I know that there will be many listeners uh, asking for this, how was the connection made for a person like yourself in, in terms of um, being so passionate about life sciences and pharmaceuticals? Because it may not have been your first job when you were out of ESCP. No, actually, no, actually, my very first job was in a, a company called De Gremont, which was a, a company in, a, in water, water treatment engineering company, you know, building uh, water treatment plants in the developed world mainly. So there was this aspect, so it's related, you know, it's related to health, good health. Um, where does it come from? I don't really know. I mean, there were, in my family, there were doctors and pharmacists and actually my grandfather, one of my grandfathers was a pharmacist too, I forgot to mention that. Um, so there was always this medical side. My, my mother was a nurse. Uh, and then I saw some pretty tough things. I remember when I was in Iran, there was a, an earthquake and I saw a, a truck from the Red Cross that was full of dead kids. I'm sorry to bring that up. And so, you know, I, it probably had an impact on me and I, you know, I wanted to help people and be compassionate. It's not, it's you know, hard to explain, you know, we're passionate for something. What I get, if you allow me, of course, Jean-Jacques, is that uh, I see it as being uh, at the crossroads of, uh, of course, your um, your international um, uh, experience. Maybe clearly uh, also uh, uh, that there, there is your uh, family uh, background and occupations in the family and, and certainly also a very humanistic uh, personality where uh, life sciences uh, are, are making a whole. You know, I started a sales rep for the first uh, four months. Um, in uh, I was selling uh, Voltaren, which was a leading antiarthritic drug at that time, and Lopressor, which is a better blocker for the treatment of hypertension. I my territory was uh, was around uh, uh, Angoulême, you know, in the center of France. It was a great experience. Uh, so I, I got to you know call on uh, primary care physicians and rheumatologists and cardiologists. It was a great experience. That so then I moved so after. Three, four years uh, in, in France, Sibagagi moved me to the U.S. in New Jersey, where the headquarters were for their pharma division. Uh, and again, I worked, actually, I was a sales rep again for four months in, in California, where I am now. Kind of a coincidence in a way, but it's how I got to know the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, and then again, I, and then I was in product management, again, on a product called uh, Transderm Nitro, which was actually the first transdermal uh, medicine ever approved uh, by the FDA for the treatment of, you know, uh, angina, unstable angina. So, uh, and that's what got to me into cardiology a little bit. <coughs> and that's how I got the job at Genentech. Uh, so, I, so, so again, so I started Paris, then New Jersey, uh, and then, then I moved to, to Genentech uh, in California, in South San Francisco, which at that time was the leading biotech company. With, I mean, Genentech, Amgen, uh, they, they started the biotech industry, basically. And I was head of cardiovascular marketing, and I launched a, a product that was called Activis or tissue plasminogen activator for the treatment of heart attacks. Yeah, so it's important because it was the first uh, recombinant DNA drug 
uh, ever approved was made with uh, with so-called mammalian cells. So it was a major technological back breakthrough, and it kind of uh, priced the, the biotech industry uh, at that time. We you know we priced the product at ten times the price of the existing uh, non non biotech therapy, and it was a kind of a big deal and make the news all that. Uh, actually, today it wouldn't look like such a big price, but uh, anyway, product was very successful. Um, we did two hundred million dollars from you know in the first twelve months. Uh, and then I, after that, I headed back to the East Coast, um, where then I worked for Ron Poulenc Roar, you know, uh, uh, which is now, as you know, it was turning to Avantis, as now is Sanofi. So, and I was head of the uh, North American uh, Advanced Therapeutics and Oncology Division. Um, uh, I launched a product called Lovinox for the treatment of uh, pulmonary prevention of pulmonary embolism and, and deep vein thrombosis, and then. I, I prepared the launch of Taxotere. Then I was promoted to head of worldwide marketing at the Rome Poulain reporting directly to uh, Michel DeRozan, uh, who was the CEO. Uh, so both, both drugs were great successes. They reached over $2 billion in revenues. I mean, now they are, uh, they are, they are generic. Um, so that's kind of, and then, and then sorry, so, so, so Paris, East Coast, West Coast, back to East Coast. Now I'm going back to the West Coast. Uh, in, uh, in 1989, I went back to the West Coast to be my first uh, CEO position of a small company called Sanctat, which was in the field of uh, prevention and treatment of uh, organ transplantation and rejection. So, uh, and I, I, was, uh, I was CEO and then chairman, chairman and CEO uh, for uh, around five years. And then we sold the company to Genzyme, which then was acquired by Sanofi. So, so, so it's all kind of connected. And then after that, I became chairman and CEO again of a, a second biotech company called Genencore, which was a industrial biotech company. So very different uh, uh, from what I had done before. It was biotech, but instead of selling drugs by the milligram, I was selling them by the ton uh, with actually, you know, gross margins, uh, profitability that was not quite as good. But it was a significantly, you know, large company, about 1,400 people. Uh, and I think when I left, they were $800 million of revenues. Uh, and the company was acquired by a uh, European conglomerate from Denmark called Danisco, uh, which now has been acquired by DuPont. You know, so <laughs> Backman, um, this is this is the life when you, uh, in, in the business world. So um, and then so then so finally taking me to where I am today. So Baumrin. Uh So uh, after so when when it was decided to uh, that that the Genco would be acquired uh, by Danisco. I was planning on taking like a, a couple of months off to relax a little bit. And I only took a whole weekend off and I started, you know, I left Shinako on Friday, it was acquired. And I, I started at Baumring on Monday. Um, so uh, because there was an urgency for me to get there, the company Baumring was in trouble. So that was almost 17 years ago now. Uh, the company was in trouble, uh, had lost $200 million a year before. Revenues were minimal, like $18 million and, 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 and they were a group of shareholders that wanted to, uh, you know, to get rid of the board of directors. So it was pretty picky. Maybe um, um, Jean-Jacques, Biomarine, that's a little bit of a dream type name. What, what, what was the name around? The brand had been around for a long time. And, uh... so, so the company was created, it will be 25 years ago at uh, the end of this year. So I didn't, I didn't. I didn't start the company. I kind of restarted the company because he was really running out of money. Uh, the, the name comes from, uh, uh, if you know a little bit, the San Francisco Bay Area, if you, once you uh, go over the Golden Gate Bridge, 
so on the other side of the bay, uh, so you go from San Francisco County to Marin County, M-A-R-I-N. So uh, it has to, so our technology has nothing to do with marine life or whatever. No, it's just uh, the name of the county where the company was started and is headquartered. Uh, tell, tell us also, because um, I know that many listeners uh, will be interested to know, um, uh, was Biomarie's um, original uh, mission the same as it is uh, today in terms of translating genetic discoveries into uh, transformative medicines, or uh, was there a move? Not really. I mean, when I started, yeah, I mean, we've basically been true to that. But but before that, uh, it was it was a company started around carbohydrate science. Uh, it wasn't very clear uh, where this would go, to tell you the truth. Uh, and uh, even they, was, they thought about diagnostic. They, they went into different directions. But, but then eventually we decided to focus the company on, on, on genetics uh, and genomics uh, and, and to stay in therapeutics. So actually, so when, when I joined the company, there were 300 employees and unfortunately had to let go about 100 of them within three weeks after I joined because the company was literally running out of money. So there was no choice to kind of restructure, reorganize and get the company going. So, but now, uh, but now we are focusing on, uh, on, on diseases, uh, genetic diseases, um, uh, which, uh, we, where we precisely understand uh, the, 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 the biology around the disorder, which, uh, uh, is you know we are rooted in genetics uh, and we develop targeted therapeutic interventions that uh, address the underlying cause of the diseases. Um, and so all the products we have on the market today, for instance, uh, are the only products that are approved for the indications that we treat. So we have no direct competition. Um, that's about it to change. We're getting to you know we're going to talk about it with gene therapy, human AI, but 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 right now we. All the products we sell, there is no alternative to what we're offering. So they're therefore very severe, life-threatening disorders, uh, and we sell those around the world. I know you are a very uh, modest uh, leader, but uh, what, what, what I have in mind, and you correct me if I have the wrong figures, but uh, under your own leadership, Jean-Jacques, uh, you managed to grow the, uh, the group's capitalization from around $450 million in, in, in 2005 to currently something like in the uh, 14 uh, plus billion. Uh, so it's more like 16, 17. Yes, now, so yes. that's even <laughs> even yeah. more than yeah. this. So uh, that, that, that is just a, a little bit like uh, great. And I'm sure that many people, we want to know what the secret is behind this incredible success. So I, you know, I, don't, I don't know for sure what the secret is. Uh, it's, it's a long journey. It's a, you know, drug development is not a straight line. It's complex. There are lots of ups and downs. Uh, but, but at the end of the day, you have to make sure that although you have to have passion, absolute passion in what you're doing, and I think most Bahamari employees have that passion, uh, you, you really have to uh, be, you know, cold-headed when you have to make tough decisions and, and drive your decision-making with science. And, and obviously a succession of very good decision-making. Yeah, although, although we made some bad ones like everybody, we made some mistakes, but then we can talk about it. We learn from the mistakes and we rebound and we, I can give you some examples. But, uh, but, but, uh, but, but people at Baumann are passionate with what they're doing. We are truly changing the lives of the patients that we, we treat. We are saving 
the lives of many of those patients. Um, there is no question about it. And we receive some some letters. I receive regularly letters from, from patients and parents of patients that are, you know, really, really moving. Um, uh, so it, it keeps you going because you know you're really making a huge difference with this patient. We actually bring patients to our headquarters uh, in, in, in the north of San Francisco on a regular basis. We're very close to them. Uh, a lot of companies say that they are patient-centric, but we are truly patient-centric. We know actually we've been some other patients for 15 years. So. How is that innovation being... Uh, <laughs> trickling down the organization from top to bottom because this is of course in the in in the phat- pharmaceutical uh, industry very important uh, support and uh, grow innovation and transform good ideas into uh, great products yes i mean so i mean everybody i think who joins biomarine including people that works in accounting or hr i mean they are they generally they are passionate for for science and, and medicine and we we, we hold regular meetings where we have our scientists present their, their findings to large groups. We most of now with, you know, with Zoom, you can do to the whole company. So we communicate a lot about our science, about our progress in, uh, in, 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 in our clinical trials. And, and uh, we celebrate the progress, which we celebrate sometimes the failures and try to uh, communicate and together try to figure out how to learn from those failures. Um, and, and, and we have a lot, we try to attract, and I think we starting to, you know, the best, uh, some of the best scientists, uh, and, and drug developer in the world in, in the areas where we work. And I think it's a, it's a kind of a, you know, a virtuous circle and a snowball effect that eventually, uh, when you, as you say, when you are successful, because we have, you know, we have eight products that have been approved in the set, in the 25 years of the. Uh, of the history of Bowman, which is a record, you know, because you know, most big pharma companies are 120, 150 years old, but we're not. <laughs> so we are, we are much, much younger. So, so it's been, a, you know, the, the first five drugs to get approved, it's a big battle. Um, uh, but, but, but we got it done. And, um, uh, and, and we, we give a lot of autonomy to our researchers. Uh, so, so every other year we have a big meeting, um, uh, a big three years meeting where all the scientists present their work to all the scientists at Bamrain. They have poster sessions. It's like a it's like a medical scientific conference, and uh, but it's within Bamrain, so that so that this whole science is permeating through the entire organization. Uh, I'm sure that uh, a lot of our listeners also are wondering uh, how somebody who wasn't born American uh, 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 is managing. To, um, to, to, to adapt leadership practices and be uh, so, so successful in a U.S. environment because uh, uh, this, <laughs> you will have to admit. No, no, it, 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 not, it was difficult at the beginning. I mean, obviously, uh, uh, you know, American culture and European culture is, is somewhat different still, and it still is today, uh, although it's a more global work and you know, world and a lot of communications are shrinking the world in some respects. But um, uh, again, I, I think maybe it goes back to my childhood. You know, uh, I had to be very adaptable moving from one country to another. So that gave me maybe some skills that allowed me to survive here at the beginning as a French guy in an American company um, and, and, and adapting to the culture. Um, so so it's not impossible. Although I did it, I was you know relatively young. I mean, in terms of 
early in my career, which makes it much easier than if I had worked for like 15, 20 years in France and then come to the US. It's a, it's a, it's a more difficult uh, transition. But I would say um, uh, I, I, I made some mistakes and I, you know, I learned the American culture and, uh, you know, all my children were born here except for the first one, but he was three years old when we came here. So, so they're obviously very Americanized and that helped me uh, understand the American culture too. Uh, and I am now also American. I have dual citizenship, uh, uh, but but it, it is it is challenging. Uh, you have to be uh, flexible, adaptable, resilient. Um, uh, but also at the same time, I would say that having an international background is very helpful uh, in the, in the, in many companies, but definitely in the biopharma field because all biopharma companies are very global, uh, so they are very international. Actually, most of our revenues are outside the U.S. And I would say in this respect, you know, it gave me an advantage once I get to a certain level uh, as compared to uh, uh, other uh, candidates that were vying for the same job uh, who only had a U.S. experience. Um, so so it, it was it, it didn't help me much in the beginning of my career, but it helped it helped me after a while. Yes. And just before maybe we move into um, more uh, your ecosystem and and all of your um, uh, values and uh, societal ecosystems, I, I was struck personally by uh, uh, one of your um, uh, saying. Uh, 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 you, you said, uh, "I learn a lot, a lot more from my failures than uh, from my successes." And I think that uh, this is again a, a big sign of uh, humility or uh, modesty. Um, uh, from a, a, a big leader like yourself, uh, and, and at the same time, I'm saying, "Wow, that is a, 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 a big uh, that is a big saying." Because uh, you're working in a, in the pharmaceutical industry, and, and and it doesn't seem there is a lot of space for errors and mistakes in that sector. So, how does that manage? Have you managed to reconcile all of this? As you know, uh, only about ten percent of drugs. That are that enter clinical trials, human clinical trials, and they're being approved. So actually, there are a lot of failures, <laughs> and that's why it's such a tough business. And the people though keep doing it because they have the passion for it, and because when you are successful, there's a big payout. Okay, so but 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 it's true that it's very competitive business, very competitive business. So in a sense, as a leader, you're not allowed to make too many mistakes. Um, and uh, but but you do along the way. I mean. As I say, drug development is not a straight line. And, uh, and actually, sometimes some of the most successful products are the ones that got almost got killed a few times along the way. What's the case for what a product at, at, at Rumpenacor, Taxotere for cancer, and even Lovinox in the U.S. was almost killed, killed a few times. So, uh, I mean, at Baumania, you know, we, one of the, fa the failures is that we acquired a company from Netherlands, actually, called Prosensa, which was uh, developing a drug for... Uh, for Duchenne muscular dystrophy, which is a pretty terrible disease that affects only boys, and they end up being in wheelchairs by the age of 14, and 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 they generally die in their late in mid to late 20s. So, that strategically and, and emotionally, it was a very important uh, indication for us to be involved in, and we are still going to be involved. So we acquired the company, and we knew their clinical data. We had not developed the drug; that their clinical data was not perfect. Um, but we thought we would be able to uh, to figure out a way to position it in a, uh, with 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 the regulatory authorities that it would be approved. And actually, we failed uh, uh, because there was just uh, too much uncertainty about the efficacy and the safety of the drug. But so and that, that was painful. Uh, 
but but we actually kept the core group of employees from that company, and we continue to work on the technology, which is called oligonucleotides for scientists. And and now we 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 are about to start a new trial with a new molecule, uh, uh, improved significantly improved molecule, uh, that has apparently much better efficacy than the one that failed. And we're going to be treating in clinical trials Duchenne muscular dystrophy patients by the end of this year, and and uh, and hopefully get that product approved. So. It's just to show, don't give up. You have to be very resilient. You have to learn from your mistakes. The, the company has a, a, a long history of uh, reducing its impact on the environment. Uh, more pragmatically, how does that uh, show in terms of, um, of um, uh, uh, very concrete initiatives and uh, uh, it, how is that taking uh, shape uh, at uh, Biomarine? You have a, a track record of, of uh, uh, reducing our environmental impact in both the U.S. and we have a big manufacturing facility in Shambhali, Ireland, uh, and 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 uh, and we so we globally we we actively design and renovate you know facilities and our office business, office uh, buildings uh, to make them energy efficient uh, and embrace the highest uh, standard that are used by a green building uh, rating system. Uh, so, for, for instance, in, in California, we are uh, revitalizing a, a downtown San Rafael, which is where we are headquartered. Uh, a lot of uh, brownfield. We, we we spend seventeen million dollars uh, for remediation of a, a former uh, manufactured uh, gas plant site uh, to remove toxic materials. Um, we purchase one hundred percent of our electricity from. Back to Marine from Marine County Clean Energy uh, Company, which is uh, uh, with over sixty percent of bioelectricity that comes from uh, from uh, from those renewable sources. And uh, in our Irish facility in Shambhali, we are ISO fourteen zero one Environmental Management System certified. Uh, so we do all those things. These are real concrete things, uh, and. Uh, and, and, and our employees are very uh, uh, involved in this and, uh, and, and uh, supportive of, of our efforts in this field. Excellent. And um, I, I'm personally also very passionate about um, medical uh, developments. And, and what is your view on the health tech? I mean, I think I mean, definitely will be part of the future. I think uh, back, back to COVID, uh, we, we've seen because of COVID a major increase in what's called telehealth. And, and remote diagnosis, remote medical management. Um, uh, I say we, we saw an increase for us in home IV infusions. Uh, so, so that's something that's going to keep going. Uh, biosensors are, you know, in, in constant development. Although all this takes all this takes time, <laughs> um, but but this will. And also, uh, we are uh, we are ourselves now. We have uh, research and development agreements with some. Uh, artificial intelligence companies uh, in the U.S. and Canada and Germany uh, to accelerate actually uh, drug discovery. Uh, back back to that drug I talked to you about for Duchenne muscular dystrophy. We actually now have some technology that will allow us to de- to, to to design a third generation product in in like three to four months instead of four to five years. So I mean this is this is truly converging, and uh, and, and artificial intelligence is starting to make an impact. On drug development. Thank you very much, um, uh, Mr. Bianeme. And uh, uh, just to tell you that we are um, 
coming to an end with this interview. But just before this, if I could uh, just ask you two short questions, because we are so honored that you are a doctor of uh, ESCP Business School. And, and were you to teach at the school, what is it from your um, leader's uh, perspective that business schools should be teaching more or what would it be that you would be absolutely happy to teach at uh, a, a business school like uh, ESCP so that uh, we are getting better and more responsible leaders for tomorrow? Uh, I haven't thought about that question. Uh, so, um, but maybe make sure, make sure students understand um, that any corporation, because most of them will work for a company, it is a system. It's almost like a biological system. And you have to, you have to really make sure students understand a systemic approach to, to the, the, the organization. Like, because, you know, remember, with SCP, and it's still the case that you, you study accounting, you know, you study corporate law, uh, you study marketing, and they, they all they seem to be separated from each other in some way they are. But actually, they're all, all connected and they exist for some reason, for a bigger purpose. And maybe make sure that. And the students understand that, that actually, uh, why is it we ask you to study marketing? Why is it we ask you to do this finance and accounting? Uh, because it's how, how does the whole thing come together? Uh, I would, maybe we didn't spend enough time on that. When I was I mean, in school, you know, that's probably sharing a lot since I was a student there. Uh, and then this, maybe another thing is um, if, if you want to develop leaders, uh, you know, leading managers, it's like, is uh, and that's something I talked about, I think, in another interview. Uh, being right, when you're a leader in a company, being right is just the beginning. Not only you have to be right in your decision and your recommendation, <clears throat> but you have to convince people that work for you that you're right. And I think, again, at my days at, at USAP, we didn't spend that much time on the convincing. And, I'm, and maybe you do that now, but I would say that's extremely important. It's extremely important. And, and there's, you know, there's, Psychology, Ronnie, sociology, self-motivation, all those kind of things. But I would say uh, I would spend a lot of time on that because if you want ESCP uh, students to become industry leaders and, 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 and leading managers, they really need to work on this. Uh, a, a very, very last word because you mentioned um, uh, interviews. I don't know how our listeners would be uh, happy to uh, follow you where could they do this and how would they be more informed and keeping in touch with BioMarie and yourself I, I've been on several American TV programs uh, repeatedly like on CNBC Bloomberg uh, but you can follow BioMarie on LinkedIn uh, in terms of not me personally but there will be stuff about me on LinkedIn on Facebook on Instagram and on YouTube although I don't have I have a LinkedIn account which I don't use that much but I I don't have a Facebook account. I don't want to have one. Uh, I don't have an Instagram account, and I, I do. I do go, you know, use YouTube. I, I use those things, but I'm not uh, an avid user. That could change once I retire. But right now, I just want to be careful about you know what I communicate to the, the rest of the world because there are so many controversial issues. Very understandable. Uh, I'd like to thank you very sincerely, um, Jean-Jacques, for this uh, uh, great interview. I mean, uh, the uh, whole. Uh, ESCP community is glad to have you in the as a as a as a key person in this worldwide spectrum of pharmaceutical and and honestly personally very honored to to have shared with you this great moment. Same with you. Thank you very much. I appreciate 
<clears throat> your questions, your spending time with me. Uh, uh, I look forward to uh, seeing what comes out of this. And uh, hopefully we can uh, see each other soon. Right. Excellent. Thank you very much. This is already the end of this episode and I sincerely thank you for listening and I hope that this exchange has inspired and nourished you intellectually. If so, do share it with others. For more insights, don't hesitate to follow me on Twitter and LinkedIn. Take care and I'm looking forward to you joining our next meetings with leaders.